Welcome back to another episode of the Love in a Cottage podcast. I'm your host, Paige Geidel, and I am so stoked that you found us. We are a community of creative Christian women in their 20s, and you are invited to be a part of it. Each week, I invite a guest on the show to chat about all things marriage, motherhood, homemaking, small business, and following Jesus. My friend, there is a seat here for you at the table, and I so hope that you choose to be a part of this community. Without further ado, let's dive into today's show. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Happy Tuesday. I hope that you've had a great weekend and I am just so excited for you guys to listen to today's show. Oh my goodness. It is with my new friend Carly Waddell. Carly's currently in school getting her master's degree to become a licensed professional counselor and she also runs a shop called Novo Ceramics on the side. On this episode, Carly shares with me her love for pottery as well as her passion for helping others heal and her dream of opening a clay therapy studio someday. She's also a newlywed and has a pretty cute story about how she met her husband, which she shares at the end of the episode, so make sure you listen till the end. I know you guys are going to love our conversation. A lot of you guys shared on your application for pods, which are the group chats that we are launching soon, that you're wanting to learn pottery in 2022. And I love that. That is a goal for me as well. So I think this episode is going to be extra fun for you. Okay, y'all, here's my conversation with Carly. Carly, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to be talking with you today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So we got connected on Instagram. I feel like that's how most people that we have on this show and I connect, which is so fun. And I'm trying to remember, did you follow the podcast anyways? I can't remember how I found you. Um, Honestly, I don't think I followed the podcast before you. Maybe I that did. so funny. I have no idea. I don't know. I have been obsessed with like pottery though and just I don't know I would love to learn I have a million hobbies though I don't know if you've seen reels on Instagram of like people like women talking about their husbands like having all these hobbies and I see those and I'm like that's me (laughs) like (laughs) I'm the one who's just wanting to start so many things and so I can't wait to hear more about like how you got into pottery and that sort of thing Um, But yes, you have a super cool shop called Novo Ceramics, and we'll be chatting about that and kind of like the ministry that the Lord has placed in your heart and your life. So can you just um, give us a quick rundown of who you are, your family, where you live, and what you do? Yeah, so um, my name is Carly Waddell. I married my husband like two months ago. Um, Congrats. That's so fun. Um, And his name is Ryan Waddell. We live in Denver, um, but both of us are not native to here. He is from Tennessee and then I'm from Texas. Um, So I moved to Denver for Denver Seminary to get my master's in clinical counseling about two and a half years ago now, I'd say. And so, yeah, we have been in Denver for a good bit. He is a bike mechanic and works at this nonprofit that helps at-risk kids um, learn, like, resume building skills and just different skills to um, put 
on their resume so that they can have job experience. Um, so he works on bikes and then also helps out with that program. Um, but yeah, we're just very newlywed and just enjoying that life. <laughs> I love that. That is That makes me like so excited for you guys because that is such a like fun, fun season. And I feel like being in a city like that, not that it's super new to you, but like relatively new, it's just fun that you guys get to be like starting your lives there together. And so cool too that I didn't realize, I mean, I know just like a little bit of your story and kind of your heart with Novo, but you said that he works with at-risk youth there. Mm -hmm. That just, oh, I can't wait to hear how like, (laughs) how your stories are aligned and your passions in that way. Um, And I I have to ask, I kind of asked you before the show, but so my husband People are probably sick of me talking about this, but I'm so proud of him. He just finished his master's in marriage and family therapy. And so I would love to hear kind of like the difference between what your degree is in and then like an MFT degree. Yeah. So you're in California, right? Yeah. Okay. So tip, I've met most people from California tend to get MFTs, which is really interesting to me or the most that I've met um and then i'm getting my lpc which is licensed professional counselor yes Um, okay so they um there i honestly don't know too many of the differences they're very similar um and you can work with a lot of the same people like the person that i go to therapy for is an mft Um, so yeah there's really not that many differences i just know that I have to take like a different exam, like certain mm-hmm. exams um, to become an LPC. Um, but I'm like, I can, I can work in marriage and family and he can work with individuals. So it's very similar. I think yeah. I also don't know too much about Yeah. That. That's so cool. I've definitely heard of LPC and his like realm, I guess. So I didn't, I don't know. I'm just kind of learning <laughs> as I go and as I'm supporting him in his career, but that's so cool. So I want to dive on in when, why, how, what is the story of you starting Novo Ceramics? Yeah. Um, So I started, like I opened up Novo shop in October of 2020. So a little over a year ago. Um, And I honestly really don't know why I like started it. I, it's like, well, I know why, but I just like, I don't have a history in art, like art. I don't, I'm not a creative person, really. I'm very, like I started my degree in college as an engineer. Um, so I'm like very analytical, logistical minded. Um, and then throughout my college experience, I realized I wanted to go into therapy. Um, so my first semester in grad school, I realized like, wow, this is really difficult. And this is a lot of emotions. This is a lot to process because what we say in grad school is you can only take your clients as far as you have gone. Um, so we have to go a certain, like we have to go into like the depths of our healing and our woundedness and our brokenness. Um, and they just like throw you right into that in your first semester of counseling school. So you're like, Whoa, that's a lot. Um, so I was looking up, my therapist actually was like, Hey, like, what does it look like for you to have a creative outlet? And I was like, Oh, I don't have those. Like, that's not something that I do. And she was like, why, why don't you just like look into it and see what that's like? So I was looking into like different things that I could do 
Um, and pottery just like popped up on my like Google search. And I was like, oh, that looks like fun. I've always thought pottery seems interesting. Um, so I signed up for a class and it was like a 45 minute drive away from my house. Um, oh my goodness. And it was like a six week or eight week long class. And it was me and like 70 year old people. And <laughs> I like have no idea why I signed up for this specific class. There's so many closer to me. I just like was like, I'm going to sign up for this one. Um, and as I went there, I just fell in love with pottery. It was like I got to leave my little world of post-grad and really confusing times and just a lot of unsteadiness and this new life that I had in Denver um, and go and just throw pottery with these 70 year old men and women and just like feel like I like they were just like speaking to my life and just feel so grounded and calm um, and then uh, learning through that the aspects of working with your hands and how important that is for our minds to process emotions and feelings and all of these things. Um, and just being able to like push on the clay and mold the clay and get frustration out or sadness out or whatever it is I was working through that day. Um, and through that feelings of frustration, being able to build something beautiful. Um, I was like, I'm in therapy school and all I can see is metaphors right now and this clay like it's Hmm. metaphorical for therapy it's metaphorical for the gospel for jesus like i mean the bible talks about clay and potters all over the place um yeah and so it was just a very grounding thing and so i took that eight-week class and i was like great that's awesome um that's behind me and i don't know if i'll ever do that again (laughs) um and then come january so side note i'm like a very passionate like impulsive person who just decides on things and I just go for it. And I'm like, this is, this is my thing. This is my life calling. I'm going. I've never related more. That's like how this podcast, I was like, I'm starting it and I'm doing it. <laughs> I love that. Yes, exactly. Um, and I just like have all these dreams and I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this and all these yes. different things. Um, so my, I was talking to my friend on a walk in January and we were just talking about dreams and like what I wanted to do with counseling and these things. Um, and I was like, well, I've actually been thinking about this for a little bit now. And I like out of nowhere was just like, I think I want to like make a clay, like build a clay therapy studio. And she was like, what is that? And I was like, I have no idea. Um, (laughs) but I was like, I just saw how beautifully the clay and therapy went together and how much I healed through it. So I'm going to figure this out and see how this looks. Wow. So, that like turned into me continuing school and looking into all those things and starting pottery is not a cheap um endeavor like you have to buy a wheel do like firing spaces by glaze like buy all these different things so I put a lot of thought into it and was like should I do this should I not do this and then on a whim in March I just bought a wheel which is like not like a cheap thing I was just like oh I'm gonna do this this is gonna be this is gonna be the rest of my life so I might as well buy a wheel. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> you just drop a couple of hundred dollars, right? <laughs> yeah. Because um, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. Don't really know what I'm doing, but obviously this is going to be it. Uh, so then I like the wheel kind of sat in my basement for a while while because grad school is just crazy and I nannied and just a like big overwhelming season of lots of tests and whatnot. Um and then in May, I was like, oh, 
I should be doing pottery. Um, and so I just started watching YouTube videos sitting on the floor. Like my pottery wheel wasn't even off the ground. I didn't even like buy the legs for it. Like I just like had it on the floor in my basement and was sitting on the ground watching YouTube videos on like how to do pottery. Cause I didn't learn too much in the class before. I really just learned like how to center it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I from there was like, okay, it's by this time it was like June. I was like in October, I'm opening Novo Ceramics. And wow. people were like, what's Novo Ceramics? Like what what are you talking about? What are you opening? And I was like, well, if I want to one day use this as like a therapeutic practice, I need to learn how to do it. And it costs money to do. So I might as well make money while I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, okay. And what does that even mean? I was like, I'm going to open up a shop for my ceramics. So like, you've never done pottery before. Like you made this like wonky little thing, um, like eight months ago. Like, what are we doing here? Um, so I took, I just spent hours and hours and hours in my basement, just teaching myself pottery, learning pottery. I haven't taken another class since, um, but just like feeling it. And it's, pottery is all about the feeling um, and centering and learning like what that feeling is. So you can only watch so many YouTube videos or like learn so much from someone else. So you just like have to learn the feeling on your own. So I just would make something and throw it away, make something and throw it away, um, which is very frustrating and causes a lot of patience. Um, But then Nova started in October and I just started selling things and it just kind of was a hit. And I was like, what is happening? That's incredible. That was a long... I don't know exactly what your question was at the beginning. No, (laughs) that was perfect. That was perfect because it was so... (laughs) It was so organic and like everything I wanted to know. Um, Remind me the name Novo. How did you end up deciding that name and what's kind of the meaning behind it too? Yeah, so we were – I was sitting with my roommates and um, we were talking about like, okay, I want like a name that's catchy that people like will think of, um, but I also want it to have meaning, but I don't want it to be my name because – probably getting married soon, like all these different things. I was like, how does one create a name for anything? This is, and again, I'm not creative. So I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Or at least I thought I wasn't creative. I've like walked into my creativity now. Um, And so I was sitting there and for some reason I was like, I like had this um, sage blue, like sage shirt that I like wore to sleep every night. I was like, sage, that's a great name. And then I looked it up and I was like, it kind of had a good meaning, but it was really like mystical and like not really what I was going for. And I was like, hey, I like the four letter thing. I like it to be short because I want to be able to brand my pottery and like have like a thing on the bottom. Yeah. Um, So I started looking into things and I was just looking up like Latin words for all these different things. And I looked up the Latin word for a fresh or a new and that was novo. And I was like, oh, how perfect is this of like, yes, Novo Ceramics is this business that I'm creating to like build pottery and all these things. But really the end goal is to have a clay therapy studio, um, helping people like have a fresh perspective on their brokenness and their healing journey um, and a new way to cope with these things and to move towards their version of health, whatever that may be. Um, And then also just like the metaphor with clay of, you get a fresh new piece of clay and you get to make it into something beautiful, just like we get to do in therapy and just like we get to do with our walk with Jesus. It's just, you have to see that there's beauty on the other side. Cause you get like this mound of 
mud pretty much and you're like could I do something with this it's really ugly but you're like oh I can I can see something beautiful to come from this and so like that's where a fresh and new comes from for Novo and that's also how I view my like therapeutic practice or my future therapeutic practice and like walking with Jesus which is so cool that all of those get to like wind into each other Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you can see, I literally have tears in my eyes right now (laughs) because I love, I love listening to you talk about like healing and fresh starts and all of these things. I, my husband obviously is a therapist as I've Mm -hmm. shared before, but I have found so much healing and growth through my own journey with therapy and I just love it so much. I don't know if you are interested in or have heard of EMDR before. And honestly, I couldn't tell you what it stands for. You probably know. <laughs> but um, for for me, that's been like a really powerful method of working through things. And so I just yeah. love talking with people about what that experience has been like. And I'm kind of calling it audible. This wasn't a question I really prepped you on. But just what encouragement do you have for people who, as we are at the end of the year, like if they are finding that they – maybe want to try going to therapy that they haven't gone before um if that feels scary just like what encouragement what do you want to say to those people right now um to those women who kind of want that fresh start going into the new year yeah um well first I just want to take the stigma away from it because I think so often it's like oh you go to therapy you're like more broken than the person next to us um And I think that stigma is slowly getting removed from our culture, but recognizing, no, that's not true. We are all broken. Um, We are all deeply broken. And just because we don't have this huge problem doesn't mean that we don't need help. Um, So getting to tell anyone of like, it is a beautiful thing to embark on your journey of healing. And it'll help your relationships. It'll help your walk as a mother it'll help your walk as a wife it'll help your walk as a daughter all these different things and with all of that of like the outward thing it's you become comfortable in your own skin and you begin to understand what it is that you need in life and what it is that you that makes you feel alive and that what are the things that actually trigger you and make life kind of harder and how can you walk through that and, and calm your mind and ground yourself in those moments because so often we're told okay, just move on to the next thing, live this fast-paced life, keep going. Um, But that's not what we're called to. We're called to stillness and slowness and recognizing, oh, that really hurt. And I have a lot of pain there. How can I sit in that pain and not become too overwhelmed by it, but make it help me become stronger from it? Um, So in the end, it's okay to go to therapy. It's actually a beautiful thing. It's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean you are more broken than the person next to you everyone is broken. Um, so yeah. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing. I know, I know that was, yeah, not something I had originally (laughs) said that we would chat about, but I just think there's so many needs to hear that today. And that, that was definitely me a couple years ago. Um, so I want to ask a few more questions about Novo itself. So what, what do you love most about pottery? I mean, you're over a year into this journey now and you said like you never would have considered yourself a creative person. So what do you feel like you love most about it? I think 
really I mean if you would have asked me whenever I was younger I was like I want to be a carpenter I want to work with my hands I want to do all these things um and that's kind of why I went into engineering I was like oh I want to like build things um turns out that's not engineering great so happy for people that are engineers just not my calling um yeah (laughs) and so I realized okay once I started doing I was like oh I love the feeling of working with my hands and creating something from my hands um and so that's one aspect of it of just getting to sit there and I mean it's so important that all of us have some sort of you said that you have a lot of hobbies like those are so important for us they help keep us alive they help make us our spirit feel filled. Um, So I think that that's part of it, but also really just, oh, there's so many things. One of them is the beauty of it and the metaphor of it of, like I said earlier, having this ball of mud and getting it to turn it into a mug or a bowl or something that people get to use for hopefully the rest of their lives. I hope my pieces will last that long. and thinking like, oh, this is going to sit at a table where people get to be surrounded by their community and just get to love on one another and seeing like this gross, small thing be turned into something so beautiful um, and thinking about that for the metaphor of life and therapy and Jesus um, as a huge part of it, of the meditative aspect of it and the um just time that I get to spend praying with the Lord at the wheel um, of like, please mitten me and mold me like I'm molding this clay to look more like you um, is definitely a huge part of pottery for me. And then just all it's taught me, like I'm learning how to be a creative and I'm learning everyone gets to be creative, like whatever that looks like for them. Um, but it is hard. Like it pottery requires so much patience. Like, if one thing is wobbly, you have to throw it out and you're like, oh my gosh, I just spent so much time on this. I feel so defeated. Um, but just learning like, okay, like how much does like the Lord feel that, about us of like, okay, I'm mending you and I'm mending you um, and dang it. All right, let's start, let's start this. Um, so I think a lot of that of just getting to learn different characteristics about myself that I'm not like innately a patient person. I'm like a very efficient, likes to get things done, likes to go, go, go. Um, So it really pulls me out of my element and makes me into more of what Jesus designed me to be, Um, which is just so fulfilling and so peaceful and calming and healing. Yeah, I love that. And I love even thinking about all of the, the beautiful metaphors that you've shared, like allowing the Lord to mold us and change us and change our hearts. Like how many times as I'm reflecting, like how many times have I said, well, I'm just this or I'm not this, right? Like I'm not patient or I just get angry. Like that's just who I am. Like I just am so grateful that the Lord designed our brains. Again, you know so much more about this than I do, but just like he designed us to be able to change. And I think that is such a gift. And the older I get and the more that I feel like my sins and just like even experiences that are painful have been made more obvious, I am just increasingly thankful that like the Lord is so constant, but that I can I can change. I don't have to be <laughs> consistent. And I just think it's so good that he gives us the opportunity to, to change. So mm-hmm. it's such a gift. 
Yeah. So I know you touched a little bit on your dreams for opening this clay therapy studio, but do you feel like over the last year, as you've spent so much time at the wheel, as you've, you know, had your shop and that sort of thing, is that vision starting to crystallize? Like, would this studio be for everyone or what exactly do you feel um, is your calling with, with clay therapy specifically? Yeah. Um, so whenever I first started dreaming about this, I had a more of a specific dream and now I have a more broad dream for it. Um, but at first it was the purpose of having a clay therapy studio was to eventually open up um, the studio for children whose parents are in prison um, or like at-risk kids or foster care kids um, because I was recognizing the need of kids to feel their emotions. And so often whenever you're in foster care, um, you have to be like silent or you're either the crazy kid um, or like you have to be the fly on the wall or something like that. Um, And you don't have the space to be like, gosh, I'm frustrated. I'm so angry at my situation right now. And if we don't have a place to get that frustration out um, or that sadness out, then it just stirs inside of us and builds and builds and it'll explode. Um, whether that's whenever we're younger, whenever we're older. Um, So recognizing like, oh, these kids really could benefit from just like, even if they don't make anything from it and just like build it with their hands and just like squish the clay while we're talking and feeling like they have this kinesthetic outlet while we get to do talk therapy, or even if they just want to build something and not talk for a second. Um, I was like, that could be very healing for them. Um, And just saw like, if this could help me, a very privileged white woman like I can't like who had like a childhood who still feels anger but was so privileged in so many ways and recognizing that um like how much more could it help someone else who hasn't ever given the space to feel these emotions um so that's where the dream started which is a big dream and very niche of like I'm going exactly like I just woke up one day I was like this is where I'm going um mm-hmm. but now I would say I would want the studio to be for, I think like my dream population is adolescents in young 20s um, ages and also kids, like really whatever age, but really for anyone. Um, As I've started to sit with clients in my internship, like I've been seeing clients for six months now, I just learned that even if you are raised in the most amazing household you don't you're never given the space a lot of times to feel these emotions or to feel safe enough um to have an outlet like that and so just creating a safe space for anyone I think is the dream of having this clay therapy studio I think that vision is so beautiful and and I love that you have given a lot of thought to the population that you want to serve but also that the Lord is kind of shown you something new and expanded, maybe this can benefit everyone. And while you still can totally hold space for um, youth who have maybe been in the foster care system and who don't have a space to let out their emotions. As I was listening to you talk, I was thinking, man, I could I could benefit a lot from that too, yeah. as I'm sure so many people can. And even, I don't know if this um, is true for everyone by any means, but I think it can be intimidating to go to therapy. And so to have something like you're not having to stare at your therapist or whatever, yes. to be able to do something as yes. you're talking, I think can even help uh, potentially let people's like guards 
down, if that makes sense. So I think that's beautiful. I love that. As you know, this is a show for creative Christian women, and I truly believe every single one of you listening right now fit into this category. So I want to take a second to share with you about one of my favorite creative companies, Alabaster Co. Alabaster is changing the way that people experience the Bible. Their vision is for people to see God as beautiful, and they do this by combining beauty and faith in their thoughtfully designed books and Bible sets. Alabaster kindly gifted our family the book of Genesis and Acts, and not only do they look absolutely beautiful in our new home, but I love that keeping them out as decoration actually prompts us to pick them up and get into God's word more. So if you want to get your own Alabaster books and Bibles, head on over to alabasterco.com and use the code PAGEGUIDAL10 to get 10% off at checkout. That's PAGEGUIDAL10 to get 10% off your order. So what made you decide to pursue your master's in, is it clinical mental health counseling? Is that what it's called? Okay. So I know you said you kind of started in engineering and you weren't exactly sure where you wanted to land, but can you walk us through what that journey was like of finding this program specifically? Yeah. Um, it was actually a joke amongst like a lot of my college friends of like, what's Carly going to decide on tomorrow? Um, of like, what's her career going to be? So came into college of like, oh, I'm really good at science. Like you either go into business or engineering because those are like the successful jobs and like that's what you're expected to do. Um, So I was like, I'm not a business person, so I'm going to go into engineering. But yeah, so like recognizing like I was sitting in my engineering class like two weeks in or something like that and all we were talking about was concrete. And I was like, I can't do this. Um, This is not for me. I feel like I'm not talking to anyone, all these things. Um, so then I like went back to the drawing board. and was like, what do I want to do? Um, so then I was like, doctor, obviously I'm going pre-med. Go for the craziest thing out there. Um, <laughs> and so I started pursuing pre-med, um, hated chemistry with my whole entire heart. Like it was just not my thing. Um, so then took a total turn and was like, maybe I do have this creative like side of me. I'm going to go into the advertising school. What? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so I was there for a hot second. Um, okay. <laughs> and as I'm like having this crisis of like, what am I doing? Where am I going? Um, throughout all of this, I am involved in this organization called Young Life, um, which helps like we like mentored um, high school kids and uh, I specifically mentored high school kids and just got to walk alongside of them and then had a small group leader through um, Young Life and really just like seeking out like what am I doing and then really finding a lot of joy in Young Life and like getting to talk with these high school kids and being like this is so fun like I love like hearing about your lives and walking alongside of you with your life so then so surely people were like have you ever thought about therapy have you ever thought about sitting with people like what would that look like and I was like, I don't know, that sounds like maybe, but like, I like have like this, I like have come to re- like reckon with and like bring to the Lord of like this pride issue of like, I just want to be the best of the best. I'm going to like do the top job, all these things. Um, and I was like, I have to be a doctor. I have to be an engineer. Um, and we were like, no, like this seems like what you are really, really good at. So you might just look into it. Um, so yeah, I... Um, really just recognize like 
oh, like therapy is kind of something that I'm good at, but I was still like not sure that that was what I wanted to go through. So I went throughout my dorm and like held up this sign was like, should I be a nutritionist or should I be a therapist? And like made people vote on my life. Oh my gosh. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, yeah, I was like at a loss. Um, yeah. That's college Carly for you. Um, and so everyone was like, therapist, be a therapist. Like you can do this. Um, and I was like, okay. So I switched my major for the fourth time, the third college at the University of Texas, like all over the place. Um to human development and family sciences and started taking psychology classes, started learning about children and development and the brain um, and all these different things. And it was just like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I just find the brain so fascinating and so beautiful. Um, and we got to learn a lot about that in undergrad and then also what it looks like to have development and what development looks like and all these different things. I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And then realizing like the reason why I didn't like engineering was because I wasn't with people. I wasn't talking with people Um, and learning like, oh, I love sitting with people. I love just talking and being with people and hearing their stories um, and getting to walk alongside with people. So I had been to a therapist. I think it was actually on my third therapist at this point. Um, And I like really just like did not like therapy at all. I was like, none of these people I really felt made me feel super safe or like I'm not a very, I like didn't feel emotions often at all. Like I was like, emotions are bad, they're scary um, and they make you really weak. And I'm like all about being strong. Um, And I was like, I don't want to be perceived as weak, all these things. So I was like, but I can help other people because they're not weak if they feel their emotions, Um, but I'm strong. And I'm not going to feel my emotions. And so slowly but surely, as I was taking these classes, I was like, whoa, like this is actually so vital to our health. And so intrinsic into what the Lord made us to be of like emotionally healthy beings. And so I started learning more about that, started learning a lot about the brain and development, all these things, and just learned my love for the anatomy of the brain and for the development of humans and what that looks like and how children develop in like their first weeks of life and how beautiful that is um, and all these different things. So then I was like, okay, this is, I'm like finally like hearing or like listening. And I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, And then my senior year, I didn't even think twice about it again with like that kind of impulsive aspect of me. I was like, I'm just going to get my master's in counseling. That's just what I'm going to do. So I applied to Denver seminary, didn't apply anywhere else. And I was like, this is, I just know I'm supposed to go here. This is what I'm supposed to do. And then decided by like September of senior year that that's what I was doing. I've like never once thought about living out of Texas. I've always lived in Texas, but I was just like, this is what I'm doing for sure. This is what I'm doing. And (laughs) now we're here and I'm about to graduate. So yeah. So exciting. Oh my gosh. I I bet you are just ready to be done with school, Mm -hmm. be helping people, be doing Mm -hmm. what you were called to do. I know, I know that season well. We are just getting out of it. So I'm so happy for you to be on your journey to pursuing your clay therapy studio and just helping so many people in their walk with the Lord and their healing. And yeah, do you have any insight as well, like to people who maybe are in the church who are Jesus followers and 
feel like this concept of therapy is a little like weird or new. How have you found that counseling can work with like our faith in Jesus? Because I totally believe it can, but I know for some people that can be a hang up for going is feeling like, no, I just need to rely on the Lord or I need to read my Bible more or whatever. Just do you have any any thoughts or things that you would like to share about that? Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I kind of feel passionate about this subject because if I have experienced some like spiritual toxicity of just pray more about that and you're going to be healed or read more scripture and you're going to be fine. Like you don't have anxiety, like just get over that because like the Lord is enough. Um, And then whenever we go into that state, it's like, gosh, our faith isn't enough. And like that goes completely against what the gospel says of no, your faith is always not going to be enough, but Jesus is enough. Um, so I think really just recognizing like the Lord provided us with so many different occupations, so many different um, bases of knowledge and the way that the brain works is meant for rewiring and meant for positive self-talk instead of negative self-talk. So changing that and learning how to have positive self-talk and sitting with someone who's safe, who doesn't know the rest of your people in your life and doesn't know like all the intricacies that is just like, I'm going to go here and talk to this person and listen and learn is like, that's a gift from the Lord is how I perceive it. And it's your faith isn't too small. If you're not, if you're praying and your anxiety isn't going away and you don't um, you're not doubting too much. If you have depression, like that's not what that is. It's our brains are just complex and sin is in them and we are broken people. And It sucks. Mental health is hard, but recognizing like there is help out there and gosh, run, go get it. Like it is so beneficial and the Lord is with you in it. And like the Lord, if you are with a believer counselor, therapist, um, the Holy Spirit is speaking through them. We look, I specifically pray for the Holy Spirit to speak through me, whatever that looks like for every session. Even if my clients aren't believers, it's like, that's what I hope um like it wouldn't just be my words like I get to use my knowledge and um my trainings but gosh the Lord uses so many aspects of occupation style people so therapy should just be another realm of it and mentality and spirituality are just so intertwined definitely I love that thank you for sharing that and speaking into that more I think That's definitely a battle that I've had and that I know so many people, especially women in the church, really face is this uh, inner conflict of if they should pursue help or if they're just, you know, not doing enough. And I love that you're spot on. Like, we will never be enough, but Jesus totally is. So switching gears a little bit, you said that you've been married for two months. Is that right? Yeah, a little, like two and a half months. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is just so fun. I just want to ask a fun question. Like what has been your favorite part of marriage so far as you're in this new season of life? Yeah, um, I mean, marriage is the greatest gift. It is so fun overall. Um, I just remember whenever we were dating and engaged, I was like, all I want is for like to come home to Ryan. Like that's like my hope and like, what sounds most safe and comfortable is just coming home to him. Cause it just stinks. It's like, we hang out till 10 and it's like, okay, like, bye, like go drive home. And like, it's just exhausting and everything feels so much more 
tiring because you're staying up later because you can't go to like all those different things yes so really just the aspect of like home I think is what is like my favorite aspect of marriage and is so beautiful to build a home with him um and just so safe like he is like the safest human to me and I have to be a safe person to so many people um so getting to have that in my house is so important and the way that he holds that is so beautiful and such a gift um so I feel like that and then also just like cooking together and like all those fun things of like just playing games whenever and all the the little things I love that and did you guys get to take a honeymoon I know with COVID it's been like so weird for some people but did you get to go somewhere Mm -hmm. fun yeah, so we um, got to go to Kauai in Hawaii. Um, oh, my gosh. And it was a dream. I'm like, all I want – I've never been a beach person until I moved to Colorado, and I'm landlocked. <laughs> and I'm like, I just, like, want to be at a beach because I'm – like, me and my husband met back by as backpacking guides, and, like, we're all about the mountains and everything. Um, but I'm like, gosh, I just want to submerge my head in water. Um, yes and I've never thought that before and then we got to go to Hawaii for our honeymoon and it was just relaxing and peaceful and such a beautiful way to start our marriage so yeah so sweet did you say you met as backpacking guides yes oh my gosh okay I have to hear the story because you said that so (laughs) casually but I'm like that is the coolest thing (laughs) yes so we we're both involved in Young Life and both led for, or we're backpacking guides for a camp called Wilderness um, through Young Life. Okay. And so it's a two summer commitment. So we both applied and we're in the same guide class. Um, So the first summer that we guided was after our junior year of college. And I, um, like we knew each other, there was four boys and seven girls in our guide class. So like we're all pretty close, but I think I spoke like, two words to Ryan like the whole entire summer just like didn't say a thing um what I was in a previous relationship so like just like was like great you're another human here awesome whatever um and then uh, that summer ended and we like went back to school all of us went back to like our separate schools or whatever and my previous relationship ended spent a lot of time healing with the Lord and just like a really beautiful senior year um, of growth and pain and hardship, but just like really just got to like dive into the Lord um, and to friendships and to community and was like, this is actually really great going into wilderness. I was like, this is amazing. Like singleness, like I get to lead these girls and just whatever, all these things. Um, So our second summer starts and I'm like gung ho single this is great um and I see where this is going and I feel like so many people are like I am just at peace in this season of singleness and then bam there's your husband (laughs) yes because I was not at peace right before that and then I was like okay like I feel good like I'm going into wilderness like this is I like called it my summer of healing and it was so beautiful and for so long before that I like saw the Lord as this disciplinary father of like, oh, like I'm going to take things away from you and I'm going to do these things just so like, you know, like Jesus better and you look more like Jesus. It's a good thing, but it's hard. Um, So I just like discipline you all the time. So I went into the summer and was like, okay, that's what the Lord is. And he really started to change my perspective on him that summer of like, oh, he's a God of freedom and he actually desires good for me. Um, 
and he wants uh, me to feel joy and to thrive. So that summer, I just felt unbelievable amounts of joy um, and so much goodness from the Lord. And I was very unaware, but Ryan has started spending more time with me um, throughout the summer. I like was very like whenever I get in a zone, I'm like, this is my life. This is where I'm at. Like, this is what I'm doing. And Ryan would just be there sometimes. Like my grandparents came in and he played cards with us one night. And I was like, yeah, this is just Ryan. Um, and then he like helped me put the license plates on my car at camp. And was just like always kind of around. But I was like, there's nothing weird about this. Like it's just Ryan. He's just here. Um, we're just at camp together. And so then our, when was it? Um, like our third to last week of camp, we were cleaning up the dining hall. And Ryan was like, hey, like, you want to go to Reagan Lake, which is like a lake right by Wilderness? And I was like, um, yeah, sure. Are we running there? Because I used to like run with all of them. And he was like, no, we're going to drive. And I was like, yeah, great, whatever. And I like walk out of the dining hall and I was like, what is happening? I'm I'm driving to Reagan Lake with Ryan. I don't understand. Um, so turns out it's just us in the car. And I'm like, what the frick is happening? Um, so Is this a date? <laughs> and I'm like, I feel very mixed signals. So we drive out to Reagan Lake. It was great time. We just like hung out. I was terrified he was going to profess his love for me and be like, I've been in love with you for all this time. Like I just like all of a sudden went to like the extremes. I was like, I can't handle that. Like I'm so overwhelmed. Um, but really we just hung out like one on one time and came back and I was like, okay, I'm so confused. Like if he continues to send me mixed signals, like, no, like I have to have someone that's straightforward. Um, so I go on trail the next week with my friend and we're talking about it and she's good friends with Ryan too. And was like, if he's not straightforward, if he doesn't make the first move, like I'm doing nothing, I'm leaving camp and I'm not like, this is it. Um, and she was like, okay, good to know. So we came back to camp and the next day Ryan sat me down and was like, Hey, I would love to take you on a date when we get done with camp here so we can finish out camp well but like after camp I'd love to take you on a date and I was like holy cow um okay and I like was just so skeptical because I had been so hurt and so sad before I was like the Lord is just going to take this away from me just had such a skeptical mindset even after the summer of just goodness and healing I just like was still so skeptical um but we went on a date he worked at a young life camp after we got out of camp in Winter Park and I was in Denver um, and he came in to Denver. We went on a date and then we just started dating and it was like the easiest, most like, that's why I'm like so thankful that he is such a safe human because I've never felt scared of, um, I don't know. It's like so often like relationships can feel like this is like my all or nothing. And if I lose it, then like my life's over. And that's not what it feels like with him because the Lord is my rock but it's also like he's just steady and I'm like all over the place and he's just like I'm here and like I'm gonna take care of you and I like love you and this is where we're at and I'm studying I'm like thank the lord that you are in my life like it is such a gift so yeah Mm, that's so beautiful I love that Mm. I love that story and I love hearing this moment as you're like about to drive out to the lake like wait (laughs) what is happening that is so fun and just so excited that you guys are getting to enjoy your Mm -hmm. newlywed life going into the holidays oh my gosh that's gonna be so much fun too so many firsts ahead so we are going to wrap up with the same few questions that I like to ask everyone at the end of an interview so what are three things that you have been loving lately yeah. Um, 
I think one of them, I'm really learning that I love to host people um, and like have people over for dinner. And we've only gone to do it a few times, but it has brought me so much joy. And it's so fun to like cook for people and have people over. And I don't know, I just like having people in our space. Because a dream for like, we like made, we thought about like the purpose of our marriage and we really want to be a safe place for other people. Um, So getting to do that for actually for people has been really cool. Yeah. Um, do you guys have quite a few yeah. married friends or are you kind of the first of your friends to be married um we have I'd say like half and half cool it's either we have like married friends or single friends um in Denver other than that like Ryan's friends are all already married and then a lot of my friends aren't married yet um so it's kind of half and half yeah cool that's a fun fun mixture to have different people over in different seasons of life exactly yeah um and then another thing I think so I'm starting up Novo therapy as a private practice in January um and just getting to dream about that is super fun it won't involve clay yet because I just like need to get licensed um and all these things so I'm like Dreaming about the population that I'm going to be working with, and I'm really hoping to work with adolescents in early 20s and who have struggled with body image um, or eating disorders or anything like that. Um, and I just love dreaming about what Novo Therapy is going to be and like getting to do my own thing and having a private practice and finally getting to like have a job for the first time ever, which I've like yes. actually never had. Really, besides being a nanny or a snow cone server. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, just dreaming about Novo Therapy and the future of Novo Ceramics and how those coincide with each other. And hopefully one day we'll merge. Um, but really just dreaming is such a joy. Um, and then lastly, I feel like I know the season is really, really busy, but there's also these sweet slow moments that I get. And like in the morning, me and Ryan have started going on walks and reading and drinking coffee, just like like our regular rhythm. Um, and I just could not love that more. Like that is my time. That is when I feel most alive. Like I'm like, I feel at peace and calm in these moments. Um, so yeah, those I think are my three. Mm. And of course, do you drink your coffee in your Novo ceramics mugs? (laughs) I actually sell all of them because I want, I like don't own any of my own. I like, oh my gosh. I need to, but I just like end up accidentally like never accounting for myself or being like, oh, I would just like to sell this one more thing. Um, yeah. So I actually have no mugs, but I have a batch of mugs this time that I'm like, I'm going to keep one of these because they're really cute. Oh my gosh. Yes. You need to. That's so fun. How can we as a community be praying for you? Mm, yeah. Um, I feel like this season is just a lot of transition with getting married. Um, I have a lot of my like, national exams and then graduating and starting a private practice is just a whirlwind of an experience. Um, and I can find myself getting lost in the anxious thoughts of it. Um, a lot of times. So just, I don't know, being present, I think is a huge prayer of mine of, okay, like I can dream about all these things, which is really good. And I can feel anxious about all these things. Um, but just get being grounded and present with the Lord and with my community and with Ryan. Um, and this season, I think, is a huge prayer of mine. And then just continually just keeping Jesus 
at the forefront in this midst of like everything feels crazy. I can struggle with doubt, like all these different things can come up. Um, yeah. But having the rest in Jesus, like at the forefront of my mind is a huge prayer because life just feels pretty crazy right now. Um, but Jesus is steady, which is such a gift. Yeah. Such a gift. And Carly, where can people find you and connect? Yes. Uh, so I have an Instagram for Novo, which is N-O-V-O Ceramics. Um, and then I have a website also at Novo Ceramics. And then eventually, I like in the next few months, I'm going to start an Instagram for Novo Therapy. So Okay. Incredible. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I loved our conversation, getting to chat with you about mental health, your work as a counselor, as well as your creative outlets with ceramics and how the Lord has just been so present in all of that. And I know so many people are going to be blessed by our conversation today. So thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to another episode of Love in a Cottage. I am so grateful you decided to join us today, and I hope you're going forward in your day feeling encouraged, understood, and inspired. If you like today's show, I would love to encourage you to share it with a girlfriend. You can also screenshot this episode and share it on your Instagram stories, which will help more like-minded women find our show. Speaking of Instagram, while you're there, why don't you go ahead and follow us? Because guys, I promise we're super fun. (laughs) We share content there throughout the week about the show, and it's a great way to connect with fellow listeners and keep up with the guests that you might have heard. We also do fun quarterly giveaways and just share inspiring content. If you're looking for more connection, you can also join our Facebook group, which is linked in the show notes of every episode. There are weekly episode discussions, and it's a great way to find friends and listeners who might be in your area. And finally, if you'd like to support us, you can please write a review on iTunes because this will help boost our show so other like-minded women can find it. Your support means so much to me, you guys. Thank you again for being here. So grateful for you. We'll see you next week for another episode.